When someone has hurt you, is it right to hurt them back? When we are in the midst of enduring pain and suffering at the hands of someone else, do we take vengeance into our own hands, or do we give it to God? Let's discuss. This is the Walking in Step with God podcast, and I'm Steve McDonald. Welcome to the Walking in Step with God podcast. Here, we empower you to walk boldly with God. Follow our podcast to stay up to date with new content. Visit our website at walkinginstepwithgod.org for resources, videos of our messages, and more information about our ministry. Once again, that website is walkinginstepwithgod.org. We've all been there. Someone has wronged us and left us to deal with the hurt, the pain, and the collateral damage, potentially even long-lasting consequences. There may be a group of people at work or at school or even in a family that has a constant and persistent way of causing you harm. What do we do when we are wronged? The world has a concept of an eye for an eye that revenge is sweet. We are surrounded by all sorts of examples of human behavior that we see play itself out on the news, streaming entertainment, and in movie theaters. The popular and even correct thing in today's culture seems to be to hurt someone back who has hurt you. Society says that revenge is normal and perfectly fair to do. But what does God say? To many, what God says about revenge will seem reprehensible. To many, we live in a world where we must take things into our own hands. When we are far from God, this is all that we know. We must fend for ourselves in the world, and that includes how we interact with others who mistreat us. I talk a little bit about this in a previous message titled, How to Be a Light to the World. Do no harm. In that message, I tell you a story in my life about how I was mistreated in the workplace very badly. I invite you to check out that message if you have not already done so. The instinct in me at the time was to return the pain to the individual that was inflicting pain upon me. I was being yelled at in a very condescending way. My integrity was assaulted and accusations were made about my experience. I wanted to yell back in a condescending way, attacking the individual's integrity and making accusations about their experience. This desired reaction came from a combination of my upbringing, influences from my social life, and exposure to the culture of our world. Perhaps, if I was not walking with God at the time, the outcome of that situation would have been very different and potentially with far more harmful consequences for everyone involved. What I did, however, at that moment was remember that God was with me. Even though I was being mistreated, God was aware of the situation and would handle it. I may not know how he would handle it or when he would handle it or who would be involved or affected, but I knew as I was being yelled at in my face that God would handle it.
So I did what I know God would have me do, which was give the entire situation to him. So now let's turn back to you. Is there someone that has hurt you in your past and you are still dealing with the consequences today? There could be emotional consequences, financial consequences, or even both. Is there a situation that is happening right now in your life where a person or people are mistreating you and the mistreatment is clear and present? Are you tempted to lash back or strike back in a way that reflects the pain that is growing in you? I'm here to tell you that we need not take things into our own hands to avenge the wrongs that are done to us. When it comes to vengeance and even justice for a situation that is out of our hands, we can go to God. So what does God mean by vengeance is mine? We must understand that despite how things might appear to our eyes and ears, God knows so much more about the circumstances you are in than you ever could or ever will. When God says that vengeance is his, it means that he will handle it. He will handle ensuring that justice is served to the individual or individuals who are persecuting you. It means that he will repay the individual or individuals for the wrongs that have been done or are being done to you. God will decide the appropriate response that is necessary for there to be justice. As I have done in many messages, I'd like to actually show you examples of how this has been explained to us in the Bible. Let's look at a few scriptures to see what God says about vengeance. The following examples are taken from the Amplified Bible. Proverbs 20, 22. Do not say, I will repay evil, Wait for the Lord, and he will rescue and save you. In this scripture, we learn that we should not contemplate a return of evil or evil deeds done to us. We should wait, expectantly, for God to come to our rescue. I'd like to actually dial in on something with the scripture. It does not necessarily mean that all suffering will stop. What it means is that God will intervene in a way that he knows best for all parties involved, even if the justice served is not immediately noticeable to you. Let's look at another scripture. Romans twelve nineteen, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Again, we see the same theme in this scripture. The message is loud and clear. Do not take vengeance into your own hands. We will not fully escape those who seek to do evil to us. When that evil is done, do not repay evil with more evil. Give it to God. God knows what you have endured and are enduring, and even what you will continue to endure for his sake. Know that God is with you wherever you go, and regardless of the circumstances, there is nothing that you can do to someone who has wronged you that will repay them in the way that God will repay them. Give it all to God. So we've discussed so far that God will handle justice, and it is for him and him alone to repay someone for the wrong that has been done to you. 
So what do we do after we've given it to God? After we've asked for peace in our hearts to deal with the consequences that have come upon us because of this individual? How do we navigate the path of persistent and constant persecution by one or many that continue to do wrong to us? Let's discuss a few ways that we can posture ourselves to navigate these circumstances. Number one, love your enemies. That's right, I said to love your enemies. Just as we have learned that God will repay those who have wronged us, God also gives us guidance on how to handle our enemies. Here's an example of what to do as explained in the Bible. Proverbs 24, 17. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. As with many topics we have discussed over the months, this is contrary to how the world tells us to act. We live in a world that says we must destroy our enemies at all costs. God says to love your enemy. Why on earth will we want to love our enemies when they have harmed us? Well, let us consider that God loves you despite all of your past mistakes and missteps and every mistake and misstep that you will ever do. God asks us to treat our fellow man with love, even if they do evil to us. It does not mean to not defend yourself against harm. It means to not plot or construct evil plans in response to evil done to you. As I have touched on in past messages, sometimes restraint can be a very powerful move against an enemy. Restraint paired with trusting God for justice to be done. I am not going to sit here and suggest that this is easy to do. As a matter of fact, it may feel impossible to reconcile how to treat someone with love that has hurt you so badly. The good news is that you can ask God for help with this as well. Let's move on to the second way we can navigate the right path when we are wronged. Number two, ask God for strength. As you seek to take a posture of patience and restraint to inflict revenge upon those who have wronged you, do not feel that you should have the strength in and of yourself to remain calm, to remain patient to allow God to work on the individual or individuals in the way that he sees fit, in the timing he sees fit. It is absolutely and completely reasonable and often necessary to ask God each day, even each and every hour, as you are around this individual or individuals for the strength to not react in kind to the bad behavior that is being afflicted upon you. Ask God to keep you safe. Ask God to keep you strong. Ask God to help you turn the other cheek. Ask God for the will to not return evil for evil. Here are a couple of examples of how this is mentioned in the Bible. Psalm 119, verse 28. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. 
Here's another. Proverbs 16, verse 32. He who is slow to anger is better and more honorable than the mighty, and he who rules and controls his own spirit than he who captures a city. Ask God to give you peace of mind and peace in your heart as you walk tall regardless of how people are acting towards you. Let's talk about one more thing we can do when we seek to walk with God when we have been wronged. Number three, ask God for justice. As we have been discussing throughout this entire message, the other thing that we should keep in the front of our minds is to continue to ask God for justice. If you have been wronged and it is in your past and the pain haunts you to this day, ask God that justice be done. If the evidence from your point of view and perspective suggests that an individual got away with things that were wrong, ask God for justice. You see, no one can escape the arm and eye of God. No one. If you are dealing with someone in your current day-to-day -day life that is treating you in an unjust way, or doing things that are unfair to you, ask God for justice each day. Ask God to defend you behind the scenes. Ask God to orchestrate justice for you, even if it is unbeknownst to you and out of your sight. God has a way of getting people's attention for all kinds of things, and if you ask God for justice, He will see to it that there is justice. One of the most powerful verses I know in the Bible on this subject is as follows. Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me says the Lord. I mentioned this earlier, and I'd like to touch on it again. Keep in mind that God's form of justice may not match your idea of justice, but we must trust that God knows best, whatever the circumstances may be. Trust Him with how He chooses to deal with the situation and enact justice according to His will. In this message, we've talked about how to deal with the temptation for vengeance when we have been wronged by someone. We've discussed that any form of vengeance is for God and God alone. That there will be times when evil is done to us, but that we can look to God to keep us strong in the midst of adversity and persecution. That we can look to God to give us peace in our hearts. All of these things can be difficult in our humanness, but with God, we can accomplish all things. No one, not even our enemies, will escape the eye or the arm of God. Let us close out in prayer. Father Almighty God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to share wisdom with us when it comes to dealing with people who have wronged us. 
I know that we are surrounded by visions and a culture and all kinds of examples of what we should do when people wrong us. Culture and society teaches us to take things into our own hands, eye for an eye, that revenge is sweet even. We know now that your will is to hand these situations to you. We know now, Father God, that you are so absolutely and completely capable and so much more capable than we are to deal with circumstances when there is injustice done to us, when there is wrong done to us. You know the appropriate response. You have uh, complete dominion over all flesh on the earth. So most certainly, Father God, you have the ability to get someone's attention when they're doing wrong to one of your children. And so we just thank you, Lord, for this reminder. We thank you for using me to share this wisdom with everyone within the sound of my voice. And we just ask that you touch the hearts and minds of everyone that is listening and watching and just allow us to know that we can turn to you and we can give any and all situations to you where someone is causing us harm. Perhaps even touch our hearts, Lord, to know the situations that we think that we have to take care of that you want us to hand over to you. I pray this right now for anyone listening to this message that is dealing with something that they think they have to do it alone, that you would just touch their hearts and remind them that they can give it to you right now in this moment, Father God. And that as they hand it to you, that you give them the peace of mind that you will see that there is justice done and that you will see that they are uh, the person or individuals are repaid for the wrong done to you. And in the meantime, to just lead and guide us, Father God, to live in peace and lean into you with all of our might so that we may be comforted in times of suffering. We thank you, Father God, and we pray this, trusting and believing in you. Amen. Thank you for your time with this message. If this message has blessed you, please share it with others and be sure to share your thoughts on our Walking in Step with God community. I'd like to personally invite you to fellowship with me and our community online at community.walkinginstepwithgod.org. That's community walkinginstepwithgod.org. I'll see you there. Bless you. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with others if this message has blessed you. Consider becoming a supporter of Walking in Step with God to help others walk boldly with God. Visit our website at walkinginstepwithgod.org to learn more.